A Hayes County teenager is in jail for the murder of 15-year-old, and it's tied to fentanyl. The message county leaders have for anyone trying to sell the deadly drug. Plus, we break down what exactly happened at yesterday's protest at the Capitol regarding gender-affirming care. Now, coming up, what the next steps are for those who were arrested. And some beneficial rain coming to Central Texas starting tomorrow. The timeline of when strong storms are possible in first warning weather. The court is denying your motion uh, for a new trial in totality. Well, there will be no new trial for the Austin man convicted of murdering a Black Lives Matter protester in 2020. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Marine. And I'm Britt Moreno. Last month, a jury convicted former Army Sergeant Daniel Perry of murdering Garrett Foster. His legal team requested the new trial based on excluded evidence according to court documents. In the documents, the defense team stated it attempted to introduce evidence to show Foster's motive, state of mind, and intent. During today's hearing, the defense said outside influence may have been a factor with a juror during the deliberation period, which lasted 16 to 17 hours over nearly two days. The court did not find any violation and denied the motion for a new trial. Sentencing for Perry will begin at 9 a.m. on Tuesday morning. And we're still following that breaking news of yet another mass shooting in America, this time in Atlanta. Police say a gunman opened fire in a medical office, killing at least one person and injuring four others. This evening, a manhunt is underway as Atlanta police try to track down the gunman before anyone else gets hurt. Now, police have released several pictures from security cameras showing the man who they believe entered the Northside Hospital medical building and opened fire. Police think he is 24-year-old Dion Patterson. Now, one picture shows him wearing a hoodie and a shoulder bag hanging across his chest. Later photos show him wearing a surgical mask. In one ha uh, picture right there, you see his arm raised. His hand appears to be holding a gun as he leans into an office. Now, police say the suspected shooter had been attending a medical appointment in the building with his mother. And meanwhile, right here in Texas, the hunt for the man who killed five others, including a child just north of Houston, is over. Investigators found that man last night just a few miles from the scene of the shootings. And today, he is behind bars. NBC's Dan Shinneman tells us why his wife is now facing charges. Francisco Orapesa in handcuffs, arrested with the help of a tip in Cut and Shoot, Texas. Inside a private residence, authorities say he was hiding in a closet under some laundry. We just want to thank the person who had the courage and bravery to call in the suspect's location. Orapesa eluded authorities since Friday when he allegedly killed five neighbors, one, a nine-year-old boy, after they asked Orapesa to stop firing his AR-15-style rifle in his yard. The noise keeping a baby awake. Now, Orapesa is held on a murder charge. Two others also in custody, including his wife, for allegedly helping him evade authorities. That she was providing him with material aid and encouragement, uh, food, clothes, uh, and had, uh, and had uh, arranged transport to this house. In Cleveland, Texas, at the scene of the shooting, neighbors this week left flowers, toys, and messages. I couldn't imagine someone kicking you in my door. Shitting your family. It has to be deeper than what they're saying. Friends and neighbors filled with grief, hoping for justice. Dan Shenneman, NBC News. A Texas prosecutor today confirmed that the wife of Francisco Oropesa filed a protective order against him last year, but she chose not to file any charges. Well, law enforcement and the district attorney in Hayes County are trying to send a strong message to fentanyl drug dealers. 
The county officially filed its first felony murder charge tied to the deadly drug after a 15-year-old high schooler accidentally OD'd last month. Now, at first, police arrested 18-year-old Jaquel Ray for selling the teenager who died marijuana. But after some more digging, investigators say they found out Ray sold a fentanyl-laced pill to the teen. The Hayes County and District Attorney and Area Law Enforcement say they want to continue getting the word out there that they will charge anyone with murder if the evidence warrants it. Where we can make that connection and where we believe we can make it beyond a reasonable doubt, we're going to pursue felony murder charges in cases like this. You will be the target of this investigation and we will come after you. And there have been 14 total arrests this year tied to fentanyl dealing, according to the Hayes County Sheriff's Office. Now, officials say Ray is still in jail. His bond is set at $100,000. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, beautiful, calm May afternoon. Temperatures today, 4, 5, 6 degrees warmer than this time yesterday. And you can see why. Few clouds throughout the afternoon. Just a few high, thin, cirrus clouds on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. It's 83 out there on Loop 360 near Lake Austin, 84 downtown and in San Marcos, and some warmer temperatures from Llano to Mason, some of us in the western hill country in the upper 80s. This is happening as humidity creeps back into the area slowly on the southeast winds. All of this is setting the stage for a weather pattern change starting tomorrow. Coming up, don't miss the storm chance tomorrow as some uncertainty remains. I'll show you brand new model data just coming in at five on what we expect and the severe weather threat Thursday and Friday. David, thank you so much. Now we want to dive into a new poll just released today. The Texas Politics Project at the University of Texas polled Texas voters on the hot button issue of banning gender affirming care for children. That includes banning hormone therapy or puberty blockers. 58% of poll respondents say they support prohibiting doctors from providing gender-affirming care for minors. 29% oppose those bans. It is worth noting that 0% of voters in the poll listed this issue as a top priority. This same topic brought heated debate, including protests that we saw at the state capitol yesterday. Hundreds of transgender Texans and parents showed up to protest Senate Bill 14, which would ban gender transi transition surgery medication for minors. And in a rare move, law enforcement removed demonstrators from the building, citing disruptive behavior. Now, people who came to support the bill were also forced to leave. Our Capitol correspondent Ryan Chandler spoke to some involved in the protest about their next steps. Yesterday began just as business as usual. Today just feels really heavy. Demonstrators decrying DPS after they were removed from the Capitol building Tuesday afternoon. And there are a lot of folks out here still processing what happened. It was a very dark day for the community. Advocacy groups began chanting and displaying banners in the House gallery, a violation of the House rules that led Speaker Dade Phelan to remove all members of the public. But outside the chambers, they criticized their full removal as aggression. It was honestly terrifying. Two people were arrested on charges ranging from assaulting a peace officer, resisting arrest, and disrupting a public meeting. 
DPS explains the House Sergeant-at-Arms ordered the gallery cleared due to protesters disrupting proceedings, making clear no tasers or pepper spray were used and proceedings continued after the gallery was cleared. Speaker Dade Phelan said rules matter in the Texas House. There will always be differing perspectives, but in our chamber, we will debate those differences with respect. Advocates adamant they always urge cooperation and peace, and they seek to give and find respect when they return soon. People are showing up because this is such an urgent moment for so many of um, our community's lives. And in a moment where I think we could have used um, grace and compassion, we didn't get that. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. All charges against both of the demonstrators arrested were dropped. Senate Bill 14 is expected to come back up for consideration on the House floor on Friday. Well, here we go again. The Federal Reserve just announced another quarter point interest rate hike to try and curb inflation. Interest rates are now at a 16-year high. This is the 10th straight increase. Fed Chair Jerome Powell did hint that the stream of hikes may pause, though, after the collapse of three banks. Americans already wrestling with sky-high prices are feeling the crunch of climbing credit card and mortgage rates. So let's take a look at current mortgage rates in Austin. According to Realtor.com, the rate is nearly 7% for a 30-year fixed loan, just over 6% for a 15-year fixed loan, and 6.32% for a 5-year loan. Well, while it looks like your electricity should be staying on this summer, officials say there could be some hiccups as Central Texas demand increases. The Texas city's bracing for a surge of migrants as the end of Title 42 looms. And a popular fast food giant accused of hiring child workers. How young these workers are and the major fine the franchise is facing. Well, summer is right around the corner and officials now say your home's power should stay on this summer, but demand could exceed the supply. Today, the State Public Utility Commission and ERCOT brief Texans on the state of our grid, and they say reliability reforms have been tested and continue to work. PUC Chairman Peter Lake says the grid is as strong as possible using every tool available. Data shows for the first time that the peak demand for electricity this summer will exceed the amount we can generate from on-demand dispatchable power, so we will be relying on renewables to keep the lights on. And there's a major but here. With an increasing population and the intense Texas heat, PUC officials say electricity demand is projected to hit an all-time peak this summer. Well, today, our fifth consecutive day in Austin without measurable rain. No benefit for the lakes, of course, but they're both holding steady over the past 24 hours. Coming up, a transition to a wetter weather pattern that starts tomorrow. The Texas border is seeing more migrants seeking asylum and more are likely on the way as Title 42 expires in eight days. The Trump administration era rules were meant to address public health and social welfare during the pandemic. NBC's Gabe Gutierrez shows us what it looks like in El Paso before those rules have even been lifted. Several cities in Texas have now declared states of emergency, including El Paso, and this is why. There is already an influx of migrants that have shown up here, and hundreds of them have been sleeping on the streets overnight ahead of the expected end of Title 42, a COVID-era border restriction that is expected to be lifted next week. 
the line of migrants here extends for several city blocks. You can just see right outside of this church. This is a larger group than we saw when we were here several months ago. And so the Biden administration is now deploying 1,500 active duty troops that will not be armed and will help Customs and Border Protection with logistical support here at the border. Critics of the Biden administration, though, say that they should have been planning more for this and that the troops won't make much impact. But the Homeland Security Secretary says it's up to Congress to pass some sort of immigration reform. Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas now plans to visit the border later this week. Gabe Gutierrez, NBC News, El Paso, Texas. And a new poll out today shows Texans are worried about immigration and border security. The Texas Politics Project asked registered voters how important it is for the legislature to increase funding for border security operations. 59% said it is important, 20% said it is not important, and 4% had no opinion. Now we dig deeper into the entire poll under this story right now over at KXAN.com. And David is joining us now. So you're talking about a different weather pattern coming yes. our way. Yes, and it's nice to have the sunshine. Oh, it feels so nice. But this is rainy season, so if we want uh -oh. some drought relief, we got to get going here before well, May ends. Our flowers, thank you. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, don't thank me yet. I think they will be happier, though, over the next week. Let me take you outside where no rain in sight quite yet. Lake Travis, low. I mean, more than 40 feet below full. But the water temperature is warming up to 74 degrees today. Lots of sunshine with temperatures out there in the air in the 80s still at this hour. The pollen count not looking too bad. We have five different things. Grass is the most problematic. A few others, including pecan, oak, and ash, are staying low. You see another little round of thunderstorms. Some of these could be severe firing in far west Texas and eastern New Mexico. They're not coming here tonight, but things are starting to change. A big storm system, which has been crawling along the west coast for a couple of days now, now has us in this southwest flow a lot. This sends moisture. It sends little pieces of energy or little disturbances our way, and it also plays with this West Texas boundary called the dry line. It's all of these things and of course that uncertain cap in the atmosphere which may or may not hold over the next few days which are really going to make the storm forecast a little tricky. Here's what we expect as of right now. Tomorrow we do have a two out of five risk of severe weather that has been expanded. Yesterday it was just the hill country. Now it includes the Austin area and on Friday with a similar setup currently a lower but still existent one out of five threat of seeing some damaging storms. Let's talk about tomorrow because there's a lot of uncertainty coming into play. First things first, we're not worried about a tornado as of right now, but hail and wind damage are possible. Notice this is not a morning or midday thing, but like so many rounds recently, it's a late evening chance of some at least scattered thunderstorms. Just got some brand new data in and it's making our forecast still a little bit tricky. Here we are right now, partly cloudy skies. We'll see some clouds fill in overnight with a little patchy fog to start your day tomorrow. After that, it's a calm day, but we are a little cloudier than today. Couple little sprinkles are possible mainly in the hill country. Late tomorrow evening, a very isolated thunderstorm shown by this model, 9, 10 p.m. These could be strong to severe, clipping the northern hill country, but notice they don't even affect anybody, everybody out west, much less affect all of us here in the metro and then by 2 a.m. it's over. So that one looks pretty easy to get through, right? Problem is computer model number two has a very different outcome and this is a pretty good model for us as well. Here we are during the same period, late tomorrow evening. A little earlier though, a strong line of thunderstorms impacts the entire hill country according to this model and it weakens but it still affects some of us in Austin by 10 or 11 p.m. As it looks right now, kind of a blend of the two is what we think is most likely. Some scattered storms 
most likely in the hill country, likely falling apart as they try to enter Austin late tomorrow evening. So after that, about 40% chance of storms tomorrow, these continued daily chances of rain continue. They're not going to uh, wipe out your weekend plans, though. Just a few scattered storms late Saturday and late Sunday. High temperatures, look at that. Some of the warmest weekend weather of the year, 92 on Saturday. Seven-day forecast for rain totals actually looks quite beneficial. Not a rain out this weekend and not a rain out next week. But when you add up all these scattered storms, many of us in the backyard flower garden could see one to three inches of benefit. Rain. Tonight, 66 degrees with increasing clouds, a little fog by dawn. Tomorrow, nice and warm, but cloudier and some scattered storms late in the day. There's your uncertain 40% chance of some strong storms tomorrow, a 30% chance of late day storms Friday through the weekend, and these daily rain chances continue until at least the middle of next week. Bringing a whole new meaning to the term lifelong fan. Meet the man who's been to the Kentucky Derby nearly every year of his life. Three McDonald franchisees have been fined more than $200,000 accused of having child workers. The U.S. Labor Department found more than 300 children, including two 10-year-olds, working at McDonald's restaurants across Kentucky and several other states. Now, their investigations say the 10-year-old wasn't getting paid and sometimes worked until 2 in the morning, preparing and distributing food, cleaning and even working the drive through at the Louisville location. Well, a national effort could add more nonstop flights between Austin and Washington, D.C. Right now, a nearly 60-year-old regulation limits how many long-distance flights can travel to Ronald Reagan uh, Washington Airport, just a few miles from the White House. Now, currently, there is only one nonstop flight per day linking Austin with the nation's capital. The Capital Access Alliance is calling for expanded access and is backed by a group of at least eight Texas lawmakers in favor of this initiative. Now, those in favor say the extra flights could help lower travel costs and ease demand. More people are traveling than ever. And, you know, our data shows that there's a tremendous demand from cities like Austin to have more direct access to our nation's capital. Now, Congress will consider the effort as part of its Federal Aviation Administration reauthorization bill set to pass by the end of the year. We've got more details on this initiative and why some lawmakers oppose the idea over at KXAN.com. I just fell in love with doing that. And uh, like people go to concerts today, they didn't have, there wasn't no such thing as that then to, to any degree. And uh, I just thought that was my cup of tea, and so I look forward to it each year. You're listening to John Sutton Jr., and this weekend he's going to his 84th Kentucky Derby. What a passion. His love for horse racing started when he was about eight years old. He says he remembers listening to the Kentucky Derby on the Louisville radio in 1939, and that was it. He fell in love. So the next year he begged his father to take him. It's turned into sort of an obsession. You can see all around his home from mint julep cups to lapel pins to tickets and programs dating back all the way to 1906. He has it all. Now Sutton says this year may be his last because he's battling an injury, but he's still hopeful for next year. You can watch the 2023 Kentucky Derby this Saturday right here on KXAN. And coming up tonight on KXAN, Chicago Wednesday is all new. We've got Med at 7, Chicago Fire at 8, and PD at 9 before we're back with KXAN News at 10. You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin, and here's where to find us. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. 
You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.